Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle, and we are excited for another week of baseball talk as we get ever closer to the Major League Baseball season. We are recording this on Wednesday, March 1st, and Trey, that means we are 30 days away from the beginning of the MLB season. We have Major League Baseball regular season Major League Baseball this month. It is so close. Yeah, it's exciting. We got busy times. Obviously, you got the the World Baseball Classic coming up as well. So a lot of great baseball, a lot of fun baseball here. And it's just the you know the best time of year. Definitely is. Uh MLB regular season getting started March 30th, the World Baseball Classic coming up later this month, like Trace said. Spring training games got underway last weekend. And of course, we still have college baseball going strong. We've been talking about that the past couple of weeks. We had Evan Hughes on uh, two weeks ago, the voice of Virginia Tech baseball. I actually was listening to a game the other day while I was at work. They had a one o'clock game against Radford. And I was sitting there at my computer, you know, just typing away and thought I could go ahead and listen to the game. And uh, good game by the Hokies taking on Radford at English Field. Always fun to listen to Evan on the call. I don't know that I've really ever listened to a broadcast of his. I've definitely seen them on like ACC network and, you know, uh, stuff like that. But listening to him, a uh, radio call, it was, it was a, a fun time. Yeah. I, uh, Evan's the man. Uh, it's going to be cool. Well, I think uh, we'll tease for next week, but we'll have, we'll talk some Liberty baseball um, next week. And uh, with uh, John Manton from com. So we got some, um, it's going to be fun. Definitely, definitely. Love covering college baseball around the Commonwealth. And uh, let's get a little bit of an update for those Commonwealth teams. Right now, Virginia Tech is 6-2. and two. They lost the series opener against Bryant on Friday, but then they won the next two games. And that game on Tuesday against Radford that I just mentioned, they won that 17-2, to two, a massive win for the Hokies. Their offense has just really been exploding in the so far this season, in the early parts of this season. They have a series against Charlotte this weekend at home at English Field. UVA is 8-0 to start the season. They swept Columbia at home over the weekend. They beat VMI 3-0 on Tuesday, and they've got Rhode Island coming up this weekend. JMU 5-3 to start the season. They swept Cornell this weekend, so a big weekend by the Dukes in Harrisonburg. They beat George Washington 10-8 on Tuesday, a big offensive showing from both teams, and they'll take on UMass Lowell this weekend at home at Eagle Field in Harrisonburg. Uh, VCU, last I checked, they were 2-5 and five on the season. They played two games down in Chapel Hill against UNC this week. A couple of midweek games going on there for VCU. They lost on Tuesday, and they actually, uh, it's 10-7 to seven as we record this. UNC is winning, so not looking too good for uh, the VCU Rams. And ODU. Old Dominion, a surprising team early on in the season. They're 8-1. and one. They swept Fordham this past weekend, scored double digits every game, 
They beat William and Mary six to five on Wednesday of this week, and they will take on St. Joseph's this weekend at home. So a uh, good starting to starting point to the season for a lot of teams around Virginia. I'm surprised that Old Dominion off to a hot start, but uh, you know, they might be a team to watch going forward this season. Yeah, it, it's good. I believe didn't Old Dominion make a regional last year? Off I think they might have. You might be right they, about that. So uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how how it shakes out with Old Dominion. I think the Sun Belt can be to be interesting. They're in a, a pretty deep league, and uh, I I uh, I think uh, I I could you know the Sun Belt's got some really good teams. Southern Miss uh, hosted a regional last year. They're in the Sun Belt. Um, so it's going to be fun. I, I think the Sun Belt, an underrated league. They got Coastal as well. Coastal Carolina won a national championship recently. So uh, look out for the Fun Belt as a uh, pretty interesting uh, conference. Definitely. And uh, wrapping up our Commonwealth College baseball coverage, Liberty wins the Battle of the LUs tonight against Longwood, a 9-7 to victory for the Flames. So Liberty beating Longwood in a midweek game. A lot of good games going on around college baseball. Um, ACC play coming up in a couple weeks for the Hokies. Like I said, they have Charlotte this weekend at home, and then they have Boston College after that. That should be a good series. That was one of the teams that Evan mentioned in our season preview as a a sleeper team in the ACC that could be really good. So that's going to be a series to watch. And it gets started in just a couple weeks. I like that about the, the college baseball season. They don't waste any time getting to conference play. That's exciting. Yeah, it's going to be a, a fun season. You know, the ACC is deep. Um, Liberty's, uh, this is their final year playing the A-Sun. The A-10's got some really good teams as well. Um, you know, the BCU, we've already talked about the Sun Belt as well for JMU and ODU. Um, so I, I think there's going to be a lot of good baseball and a lot of good teams to, like coming in. You look at uh, all the teams in the ACC, uh, the A-10, I uh is got you know I think VCU uh, should be a I think they're the favorites to win the A10 off the top of my head um uh, but uh it, it's so it should be fun. So that is our Commonwealth College baseball coverage for the week. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We'll try to keep you updated on scores around the state as well on there. Switching over, switching gears to Major League Baseball today. Trey, you texted me. You reminded me that uh. A couple years ago, we ranked our top 10 players in Major League Baseball, and we haven't done it since then. We didn't do that before last season, so we're going to get to it this year. So on today's episode, we will have our top 10 current players around Major League Baseball. And I'm excited for this because I think that there are some obvious picks. There might be a couple of surprises, and I think you and I are going to have one key difference, and I'm excited to see what that is when we get to it. But let's start things Yeah, I'm going with the... I was going to say is I'm going with the philosophy the NFL does with their top 100 players. You kind of face it off of last season a little bit. So um, while uh, it's going to be interesting to see who I have at number one, which eh, I think everyone can figure (laughs) out. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Let's start things off with number 10. And actually I'm going to do an honorable mention uh, number 11 because I had him in my top 10, then I forgot about a certain player and had to add that player into the top 10. So Ronald Acuna Jr. uh, is number 11 on my list. I am taking my bias out of it. I think he is one of the top players in the league, but just the way he's been injured a couple of years or for the past couple of seasons, 
He didn't play like himself last year. I'm expecting a really big season from him this year. I'm hoping for a 40-40 season. I think it's possible, but I have him at number 11 on my list. Honorable mention. Got to get him in there somehow. Number I have 10. Oh, oh, wait. Oh. Can I give my three? I have yeah, three. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, um, so I use the MLB.com right now. Like, I try to base – you know, you kind of – you forget players. You have to use – I use their top 100, and I really focused on their top – 20 and I was like that's probably where I'm gonna get my best players from um Sandy out Al- 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 would have been my top pitcher he was the best pitcher in baseball last year even though he played for the Marlins so I have no pitcher in my top 10 which well I have one quote-unquote pitcher he also does a lot of other things <laughs> in my top 10 um I guess you could say uh but then also I think maybe best hitter for average in baseball Trey Turner and um I think a guy that will easily make my top 10 next year um, given how he's progressed, is Julio Rodriguez. I could definitely see that. I considered him, I considered putting him in there, but uh, alas, I did not. So my number 10 player in Major League Baseball right now, <laughs> I've got Jordan Alvarez of the Houston Astros at number 10. He had a great season last year. He was eighth in the league in war, second in on-base percent or on-base plus slugging with 1.019 behind only Aaron Judge. So a fantastic season from Jordan Alvarez last year, and I expect him to have another monster year this year for the Astros. Uh, I have him at number 10 on my list. That's a that's a good pick. I actually don't have Jordan Alvarez on my top 10 list. That's probably, I should have mentioned him, and I don't want to mention I thought you would have him as well. Someone I have top 10, and this might be more of, I expect him to have a way bigger year this year is Juan Soto. I think the mysteries of Juan Soto and where he would land up kind of cost him last year. But, I mean, he's already been the best player on the World Series team, really, realistically, when he his rookie year, when he won the World Series with the Washington Nationals. I guess Alvarez. And so I, I, Alvarez has also been that. He was the best player for the Astros in the postseason last year. But uh, I, I'm picking hairs here. Um, so I'm going to go with Juan Soto at number 10. All right. I like that pick. And uh, I have Juan Soto at number nine on my list. So a little bit of a similarity there. But yeah, fantastic season by him last year. He's he's one of the best players in the league. He's a, a great pure hitter, a great power hitter. His defense is his uh, one weakness, but he's, I mean, a solid player all around. 401 on base percentage last year. 853 on base plus slugging. Uh, he just, I expect him to have a good year this year in San, San Diego. Um, you know, he, he's still got some contract questions hanging around. I think he's got two more years on his contract. Uh, I don't think this is his last year, but yeah, I, I expect a big season from him this year as well. So I have him at number nine on my list. That is, uh, that's a good pick. My number nine is uh, a pretty good defensive player. And uh, maybe the best defensive player in baseball, especially definitely at his position, and he's really good with the back. Um, Nolan Arenado, maybe one of the most underrated players in baseball. You could probably move him up higher on this list, Um, but I have him here at number nine. Uh, He was one of the MVP candidates in the NL all last year with his, uh, a guy we'll mention, at least I will mention a little bit later on, but uh, I have Nolan Arenado at number nine. I like that pick. I really considered putting him in my top 10. Ultimately, uh, I left him out, but really good player. Um, had a great season last year. So I agree with that. I, I could definitely see 
including him in this list. Uh, I want to correct myself. Juan Soto is a free agent after this year. So he's got one year with the Padres, and then he'll be a free agent if they don't lock him up with some kind of massive extension. Number eight on my list, I have Mookie Betts at, coming in at number wow, eight. Wow, you have him low. Yeah. I have him higher. I, I won't um, mention where yet, for, but I have, I have Mookie higher. That shocked me. I'll admit, this is the player that I forgot about, and I... You forgot about Mookie Betts? I bumped down Ronald Acuna Jr. to put Mookie Betts in here, and then I, I put him at number eight. You could you could make a really strong case to have Mookie Betts, you know, way higher than I do, but I just, I have so many players ahead of him that I couldn't justify moving down. So, yeah, Mookie Betts coming in at number eight on my list. He's obviously still a great player. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I I just have a hard time moving down any of the players I have above him. So, yeah, number eight. Wow, I have Mookie higher. He's too good. I mean, Mookie was, it, has been in the top three argument every year, basically, it feels like. Uh, I don't have him in my top three, um, uh, but I have him in my top five. I'll, I'll just tease it as that. Um, but I'm shocked you have, like, he is not my highest Dodger. My highest Dodger is is coming a little bit later or by low or he is my highest dodger you the other dodger we probably have in our top 10 at least i do is coming a little bit later but i thought about this in again it's similar to juan soto where he he wasn't able to meet his full potential last year and that was because of an injury but he was still phenomenal at the plate and he's really good in the outfield and that's bryce harper I mean, Bryce Harper is finally meeting the Bryce Harper potential we've always thought he would have, and he is that good at the plate. He's he's really good in the outfield. Uh, I think if he didn't get hurt last, I mean, he, he he offensively was great in the postseason. He I think he's a big reason why the Phillies got to the World Series last year. So Bryce Harper for me comes in at number eight. All right, I like it. I like that pick. Um, all right, so number seven for me, a guy that you already mentioned. I felt like you I felt like I couldn't have a top ten list and not include any pitchers. So I have Sandy Alcantara at number seven I have on a my pitcher. list. Oh, okay. Oh well, uh, yeah. I mean, we all know who that pitcher is. I have Sandy Alcantara at number seven on my list, the reigning Cy Young winner in the National League. He led all of Major League Baseball in pitching wins above replacement with eight last year, uh two point two eight ERA. I think he's primed to have another really good year for the Marlins again this year. Uh, so I've got him at number seven. Just a phenomenal year on the mound by Sandy Alcantara last year. He comes in at number seven for me. My number seven, this is going to break Matt's heart. It's Freddie Freeman. Best first baseman in baseball. I mean, I think last year he got off to a bad start because of the change of scenery, and that really affected him. But once he got going, he showed how good he was as the former MVP. So I, I think it was pretty. he's been consistently a top 10 player in the league. He, he slots in at number seven, one of my two Dodgers in my top 10. He would probably be an honorable mention for me if I if I had done more. I don't have him in my top 10 list. And it's not because I'm, you know, sad that he's no longer with the Braves. I'm over that mm-hmm, now. It's, sure. it's been over a year. We're, yeah, you we just cried for like three months. <laughs> uh, number six for me, another pitcher. I got my pitchers back to back. Justin Verlander coming in at number six for me. Uh, who would have thought I'd have 40-year-old in my top 10 players list of 2023? But Justin Verlander, the way he pitched last year, you can't you can't count him out. I mean, a 175 ERA, 
185 strikeouts, 18 wins on the mound for the Astros. And now he heads to New York and he's going to be playing on the Mets with Max Scherzer. Really excited to see how the that duo does together. Um, you know, it is the Mets, so I don't expect a championship or anything like that. But I, Justin Verlander had a fantastic season last year. Um, he's not slowing down. He's like the Tom Brady of baseball, and I expect him to keep going. Moving to number six on my list. Fun fact, three teams make up over half my list. The second, we already talked about the Dodgers. The next one is the Cardinals. I'm going with the reigning National League MVP. He's been really consistent. I think when he's with Arizona, he's very underrated. Moves to St. Louis. Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, he turns out to be my number one first baseman. I did say Freeman wasn't the best first baseman in baseball, but it's actually Paul Goldschmidt, which is, you could probably say it's a 1A, 1B situation with those two, how good they are. But give me Paul Goldschmidt as my number six. So now we're in our top five. Yeah, heading into the top five players in Major League Baseball. Coming we in already at- know one player that I have that you don't. So that's that's going to make this interesting. I think the other four we have the same. Is my guess. Maybe. We'll see. Number five for me, a guy who just signed a massive contract. We talked about him last week with a little bit of drama in San Diego, but he just signed a massive contract extension, 11 years, 100 or $350 million. Manny Machado, the third baseman of the San Diego Padres. He is the number five player in Major League Baseball on my list. Ninth in runs scored last year, seventh in total bases, ninth in RBI, 6.8 wins above replacement. That was seventh in Major League Baseball. Fantastic season last year in San Diego. And now he doesn't have to worry about the contract. He doesn't have to worry about opting out, trying to get a huge deal. He can just play the rest of his career in San Diego for the Padres, try to win a championship there and be the best third baseman in Major League Baseball. You've summed it up pretty well. Manu Chato is also my number five on the list. Defensively, I would probably take Arenado over him, but his offense is too good not to pass it out. But, yeah, I, I think you, you kind of summed it up perfectly. The contract, the big contract, we knew it was coming. San Diego is committing a lot of money. They they still have the Juan Soto deal to worry about. They just gave Darvish an extension as well. So that's something to look out for. You know, San Diego being a, quote-unquote, small market team, bucking the trend and spending money. It's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out with that. So, uh Let's move to our number four, shall we? Uh, yeah, we will. But first, revisiting Machado's contract. I don't know. Oh. Maybe I just don't understand things. But they say it's an 11-year, $350 million extension. But he already had five years left. I don't know. It's just the wording of it confusing me. He already had five years left. It's so it's really, really a six, really quote-unquote, six six-year extension? Yeah. It's really like a six-year extension. And but it's an 11. I guess I think it's just an, a new contract. Like they're going to tear up yeah. the old one and then he signs the new one. I think that's is, basically what it is. It is the fourth largest deal in baseball history. So congratulations <laughs> to Manny Machado. We talked about and that. Number one week. deal is going to be going to be made by the player that we're going to mention in a moment. <laughs> All right. Moving on to number four in our top 10 players. Uh, I have a guy that Trey already mentioned. I agree with him. He is the best first baseman in Major League Baseball. And that is Paul Goldschmidt. He's the 2022 NL MVP, batted 317 last year with 35 home runs, 115 RBIs. We thought he was going to go for the triple crown there for a little bit. He did not. He came up just short, uh, actually a little bit short on the uh, home runs. But 
really, really good season by Paul Goldschmidt. Like you said, he just goes to St. Louis from Arizona and continues to tear it up, uh, put together his best career year last year, wins the MVP. Paul Goldschmidt, number four for me. That's a that's a good choice. Good choice. I I, I raved about him. I had him at number six. I think from the you know the top half of this list were really cutting hairs, but you already mentioned him. I said I had him way higher. This is where I slotted Mookie Betts. I mean, the guy's consistently been a top five player in baseball. He is uh, uber athletic. He is a phenomenal outfielder. He's phenomenal at the plate. He can hit for power. He he can hit for average. He can he can steal bases. He's I I think it's dumb what the Red Sox did. We're trading him, and the Dodgers got him, and uh, he is he is a, a perfect star in L.A. All right. Top three. Number three. Here we go. I think, I think I know who you have. This is where this is where things might get ugly, folks. I think I think our top three had the three same players, right? It's the three same players, but it's the Should order. Should we say the players? Because then we can say the order. So, Otani, Trout, Judge are the top three. Those That's are, what I yeah, have. Those are the top three. Okay. Coming in at number three for me is Aaron Judge. For me, it's Shohei Otani. Whoa. Okay. What? What? See, I thought. Well, you were I've always be... said Trout is. I thought you were gonna. I've always like... said Trout's a better player. So I think Trout's the better. I so my so you want to just so do you have what Trout two Otani one? Yeah, that's that's how I have it. So I have Judge Trout Otani. Wow. That and is I, not so. What I love I Joe Hay. I think my I like if I, I'd rather Mike Trout than him, and I'd rather Aaron Judge than him, and that's how it comes to the end of the day. I love Shohei, and he's a great pitcher and a great hitter, but Mike Trout's the best. It's maybe the greatest baseball player ever, and Aaron Judge I put at number one because he had maybe the greatest individual season in the history of baseball, and that is that is the two reasons why I put him third is Judge had the greatest individual maybe the greatest individual season at least from the plate we've seen, and he's a outstanding outfielder at six seven and is the face of the sport that's why i put him at number one this is if like if we're making an all-time list i i probably like of the current players maybe i i move him to three like this is again this is cutting hairs these three like any team in baseball would want these three players i thought um, you were going to be mad at me for having aaron judge at number three i'm not of, instead I'm not, of one like, i two. understand it like mlb.com had him at three like i'm not really upset by it like it makes sense like i I think these are the like I think right now in baseball you have those three guys and everyone else. Like yeah. I think there's a gap. But, and, and I put Aaron Judge one because he he's coming off of the greatest season we've ever seen from a player. Like yeah. that is it. Yeah. And he deserves that number one ranking. Like you I'm see reasoning. it in the NFL with the NFL top one hundred. If a guy has an historic season, he gets the number one. Like right. Like for example, the year Lamar Jackson won MVP, I would still argue maybe Patrick Mahomes was the best player in football. The but Lamar got the number one ranking in the top one hundred. It's still kind of that same logic where I'm putting Judge one right now because he's coming. He's he played the best baseball last year, and we'll see how it goes. He played the best baseball last year, and he carried a team. The other two guys were supposed to carry a team. One team had the best. One of the best records in the American League. The other team sucked ass. <laughs> Winning has to matter at some point. Right. Aaron Judge has won. 
Okay. I know there's I, a better team around him, but still, winning's got to matter at some point. Oh, gosh. And I I love my trout. But when you're cutting hairs, Aaron Joshua has won. My trout, Joey Otani, I'm not. Like, let's – we're cutting hairs here. I'm just trying to get, like, 30 seconds to get my reasoning in here, and you keep getting, Sorry, I, you I keep getting more it. worked up. <laughs> right. You just keep going, so getting more worked like, up. <laughs> I was having an argument with myself. I didn't even have to have. I didn't even have to say anything for that to be a debate. You were just debating with yourself. All right, yeah. Um, I have Aaron Judge at number three. He could have easily been one or two, but my reasoning for this was, you know, he did have a fantastic season last year. One of, if not the best, offensive season we've seen all time MLB history. Great season, great player. But I put him at number three because Mike Trout is still Mike Trout. He's still arguably going to be the greatest player of all time by the time he retires. And then Shohei Otani is Shohei Otani. I mean, he's doing things we've never seen before on a baseball field on both sides of the game, pitching and hitting. He could be MVP and Cy Young. So that's why I had them in the order that I did. Aaron Judge very easily could have been number one. And I'm not going to argue with you since you have it at number one, because I can see that that reasoning and that viewpoint. So I think we agree those are the top three players, and no matter what order you put them in, it's it's a valid order. Um, MLB Network has Otani at number one, Judge at number two, and Trout at number three. So they, they agree with us there. Uh, they also have Mookie Betts at number four. So you... Uh, you are in line with I them guess I'm smarter. Well. I I don't know. No. Mookie Betts, I can't believe I forgot the, to include him at first, but then uh yeah, I don't know. I just couldn't justify putting him any higher than I did cuz just because of all the other players that I had on the list, you know, a lot of lot of really good players right now and it's hard to put them in the order that we did, but yeah, it's it's Otani, Judge and Trout top 3. Any order. Put them yeah. in any order you want. What is, what's your order that you, no. you guys have them, the listeners out there? What What is your order of Otani, Judge, and Trout? Let us know, you know? Or do you have someone else? You could have someone else if you're crazy. Uh, at Trey Lyle VT, at Mackins News, at Foul Ball Area Podcast, or at Foul Ball Area, for the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make by the sure way, like Trey, and- by the way, you always encourage people to leave us five-star reviews. I actually checked today. We have five stars on Spotify 4.9 on Apple Podcasts. So I don't know what's going Come on there. On. I don't know what's let's, going on there. Let's get it going. We whoever need five left stars. Us, whoever gave us less than five stars on Apple, we just want to talk. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah, let us know. We'll, if you leave us a question there, we'll read them on air. So do that. How about that? As always, also we're on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg page. We might be doing something with CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg soon. I'm going to tease that. Maybe what I. What we got coming up next week? Next week, we have an uh, interview, as mentioned, with uh, James, John Manson from Astia Red talking a little bit of Liberty Flames baseball. Hopefully, Hokey will stay calm. If you heard any of the barking during the show, we apologize for that. I had to put him in timeout during this show, so that was fun as well. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Like I said, like and subscribe. Share the podcast with a friend. Give us your top 10 on your – and, and ta- make sure you tag us. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.